Hi there. This is Sam Musgrave, pastor over college and young adult ministry at Trinity Community Church. This podcast is a collection of the sermons from our gatherings. My prayer is that you will grow in knowledge and love for King Jesus, or maybe come to faith in him for the very first time. Join me now for this sermon. Some of my greatest friends were people that I initially did not particularly like. Whether it was due to my own insecurities or seeing them act or speak in a certain way without knowing the full context, I would make an assumption about them that would lead me to believe that they are not a quality person. Not someone I'd enjoy being around. Someone who is not, as Stan Ratzlaff would say, tall cotton. Then, by having extended conversation, I'd realize I was wrong. I'd see the true value in them. I got to know them, and they became lifelong friends who I think very highly of. People who I'm proud to call my friend. Whether that was done through humor or a shared interest, it always had a common root. And that was Christ. Read with me in the beginning of verse 4. To Titus, my, this is Paul speaking, my genuine child. Now Paul isn't speaking to someone whom he does not know or understand. He knows Titus well. He has spent time with Titus. He's gone through the thick of it with Titus. There is this bond that has been forged between these two men, and it was built on, look at the following words, common faith. This is true discipleship. Paul and Titus have invested in each other. They've done life Together, they've cried together, they've laughed together, they've confessed and repented to each other. To the point where calls Titus his genuine child. This brings us to our first point of the evening, and that's relationship. It is the natural bend of men to shirk responsibility. We want to point fingers, and it doesn't matter where we're pointing as long as it's away from ourselves. We want someone else to take the blame, whether that's because we're insecure, prideful, or lazy. We want to keep these things hidden so that we can continue living in the dark, under the radar, unseen. My friends, this is not what God has for us. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We were built to be in relationships with one another. We'll get much more in depth uh, when we reach chapter 2 later on in Titus, in the way of discipleship. Um, but this requires both sides to seek out one another. Young men... Are you seeking out older men to spend time with? Young women, are you seeking out older women to spend time with? Older men, are you seeking out younger men to spend time with? And older ladies, are you seeking out younger women to spend time with? 
or do we not take what Paul is saying seriously? Are we so consumed with school and careers, family, or our social life that we fail to see the great importance of these things? This must be a fixture, immovable in the Christian life. Young men, young women, you must underline that, capitalize it, embolden it, make it neon. You must seek out older men and women to spend time with. Older men, older women, you must, all of the same things apply to this. Seek out younger men and younger women to spend time with. It is a requirement of the Christian life, not something that you can opt out of. If you don't have the time, make time. We make time for every other thing in our lives that we place value on. Place value on this. Now, who is younger and who is older? The answer is kind of everybody at once. This room is is full of adult men and women. Uh, And if you're a healthy, mature Christian, then there's no reason that this discipleship shouldn't be going both ways. When Christians are being poured into by older, godlier Christians, the typical outcome is is that that person grows and matures in Christ so that they are able to pour themselves out to others. This is genuine relationship. This is people working hard to know people and to be known by people. Are you working hard to know people? Are you working hard to know the older men and women that avail themselves week after week here in our college group? Or are you sticking to the shadows? Are you not responding to texts or calls from them asking you to go to coffee? These are questions you must ask yourself. We must strive to be as real with ourselves as we possibly can. Additionally, this is also a reason why it is so imperative to have more mature Christians speaking into our lives. They will ask you these questions. They will help guide you in understanding God's word better and therefore yourselves better. This is why Paul calls Titus his genuine child. Because they've spent time in the trenches together. They've spent time being made uncomfortable by each other. And for what reason? Look back at the text. According to our common faith. If we look at verses 1 to 3, uh, we see Paul was committed to God's mastery. I love that phrase, that word, that idea. God's mastery. We saw that... Uh, In that, he designates himself as a bondservant and a messenger of Jesus Christ. One under command, under orders. That he was also committed to God's mission. And in verses 1 and 2, that mission involved evangelism, edification, and encouragement. And then... um, When he said he was committed to God's message, namely the word, God's word, noted in verse 3. And then the last time that he was committed to God's means, 
the proclamation with which he had been entrusted by the commandment of God. We see commitment. We see such a commitment, not because of selfish gain or worldly treasures, but for the sake of Christ. For the sake of God-given duties. Friends, this duty was not only given to Paul. It is given to all of us. College ministry can hold certain characteristics of being fairly transient. One week sometimes, maybe you're here, the next they aren't, and the cycle continues. Why is that? Do you really believe life is going to get less busy and less complex as time goes on? Do you think that marriage and children will free up time in your life? The answer is no. Life only gets busier. Life only gets more complex. We must work hard to be committed followers of Christ in all ways. He has told us to be in his word. Namely, in being part of the local church. In submitting yourself to the teaching and preaching of God's word. Service and discipling. Just because you're in college does not mean you're free of any biblical mandate, my friends. The American church has created a culture where people go through their school years being entertained. Then comes college where you just live your life and find yourself. Then you get married, have some kids, and only then realize that you know nothing of what God's word says. And are almost completely fruitless. What a lie from the pit of hell, ladies and gentlemen. You are not promised the next five minutes of your life. Any one of us could die in a car crash on the way home tonight. If you believe what the Bible says is true, then we cannot possibly argue for an apathetic life in Christ. We must be aggressive in our pursuit of these things. We must work hard together for the gospel. To do this, we must be committed to discipling and committed to being discipled. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to keep all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I went to an international missionary high school in the Philippines. All the staff members were missionaries. And there was a man named John Barlow, who we only ever referenced him as Barlow. That literally from day one, I don't even think he he said, I never heard the man say, I'm Mr. Barlow. He was a teacher. He was my rugby coach, my Bible teacher, and he led a small group he called firemen's. I don't know why he called it that. Nor do I know exactly how it started, but each year, the graduating seniors in the group would vote in new members. Highly exclusive. We'd meet at Barlow's house. We'd all pitch in and make dinner. We'd watch a couple episodes of The Simpsons. Like, seriously, exclusively The Simpsons. I never watched a different show at his house. 
and we would typically, or, and I would typically be dozing off during the study aspect. And I did that for three years. And yet, Barlow would, week after week, show up, love me well, and would teach me God's word. I squandered that time. I remember when the Lord really got me by the scruff of, uh, of my abnormally thick neck and got my attention. I was so distraught over how I treated Barlow, how I was so disinterested in what he had to say about God's word, and how thankful I was that he was steadfast and committed to having a rough-necked hooligan like myself over to his house week after week. I remember messaging him over Facebook and apologizing, to which he responded so graciously to me. His commitment left a mark on me that's lasted all these years. Are we committed to each other for the sake of the gospel? Are we committed to each other in doing day-to-day life with one another, calling each other out? Encouraging one another, rebuking, exhorting, and loving one another well? Or do we sit back, count the cost, and decide it requires too much of us? This is the cost of discipleship. This is the cost of commitment. This is the cost of living a life seeking to glorify Christ in all that we do. It means actual sacrifice. It means not ever getting some of the things we want so that others may have something far greater. It means pouring yourself out to someone who may never reciprocate. It means making investments in people and never seeing a return. Until on that day when we are all in glory and you see that person in the worshiping congregation of those in the throne room of grace. Every bit of sweat, every bit of blood spilt, every bit of energy you thought you wasted will be eternally worthwhile. My friends, if you are not going to bed tired, if you do not plan uh, to die beaten and bruised and broken and hobbling for the sake of Christ, then I highly recommend spending more time in his word today. If your heart doesn't ache for the unbeliever, doesn't cry out for a suffering brother, doesn't rejoice with those who rejoice, doesn't reach out to the lonely and hurting, then we are far too focused on ourselves and we must repent. Life is not about money or your education or your career or your family or even yourself. It is about King Jesus And you are not him. Let's read on. Grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. 
this. This is why it is well worth it. We are not able to commit ourselves perfectly to anything. We are not capable, capable of giving perfect advice. We are not able to at, react appropriately to every situation we find ourselves in. And yet God uses imperfect people like you and I to accomplish his work. The work he has set before you. You see, discipleship is obedience to Christ per Matthew 28.19. And per Matthew 28.20, Christ promises to always be with us. It is by his power alone that we would even desire to sacrifice our time and resources for the benefit of another. We must run to him with our selfishness. We must run to him with our problems, with our imperfections, and we must cast these things at his feet. Repent of them and cry out to him to complete his work in us and through us. Some application. I want you to start by taking inventory of your life. Acknowledge where time is being spent on useless things. Commit yourself to attending church and college group weekly. If you do not have anyone even attempting to spend time with you, then I highly recommend seeking someone out. Do not sit back and wait to be served. Put forth effort in showing any of the leaders here that you're interested in spending time with them. Any of them will be elated to do so, I promise you. If you are a new believer and have not spent time, some time being uh, discipled, then I would encourage you to hold off on getting involved in ministry where you're discipling others. Spend a few years maturing in your faith, building relationships and becoming biblically literate. It's okay to want to be in an appropriate place that you feel and others feel comfortable with you discipling others. It is imperative that we take these things with a deadly level of seriousness. While we know and trust that the Lord will complete his work according to his good purpose, and that even us working as hard as we could is him working within us, that should only, only bolster us. That should only increase our integrity. That should only increase our work ethic. That should only increase the capacity in which we are able to pour out. We are so weak, guys. I am so weak. And we must, we must rely on him. We must go to him. My friends, if you are not waking up and spending time with him in his word, what are you doing? Do it. 
It's free. Because you want an extra hour of sleep? Repent. Wake up early. Spend time with him. He waits. Um, a, a man here at our church once said it so beautifully. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what he said. But he said, I know every morning that Christ is waiting for me in my living room. And the thought of that will help get you out of that bed. Will help get that, shake the warmness off. And get down and spend time with him. Hear him speak to you. That's where you hear it, folks. If you want to hear it out loud, then, then, then speak out loud. Reading his word. It is what Christ has for us in this life to be discipled and to disciple. Let's pray. Father, not to us, not to us, but to your name be the glory. We rely on you to complete your work, and we know that you will because you've promised to do so. Give us grace. Cause us to love you more, your word more, and your people more. Cause us to trust you more and obey you more. Sanctify us, your children. And if there are any here who don't know you tonight, save them tonight, Lord. We pray all of these things according to your sovereign grace. Amen. Thank you for joining me for this sermon from the Trinity College and Young Adult Ministry. We would love for you to join us in person soon. For up-to-date information, follow our Instagram at trinityc.ya. For information regarding Trinity Community Church, visit trinitycc.com. Until he returns, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you.